0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bullet Points. We are going to be previewing the Camellia Bull versus Marshall, and we're gonna have some quick notes on the basketball team. As always, I'm your host, Ty B, joined by Kevin Masari and Mike Bunt. Guys, let's jump into this. We're gonna be a little bit quicker here. Obviously, the holiday. We wish everyone very happy and Merry Christmas. Hopefully, everything goes very well and everyone's nice and safe in your families and households. But let's start here. The Bulls obviously choked it away in the MAC championship. We're not going to talk about that. Kevin and I can literally spend two to probably three days just recording constantly nitpicking Andel Kotelnicki and some of those play calls. But we're going to look ahead. We're going to look into this game here in the Camellia Bowl. It's kind of best versus best here with the uh, nation's number two rushing defense. In Marshall versus the nation's number one rushing offense in UB. Kevin, how do you like this matchup?
1: I don't think it's a particularly good matchup for UB. Um, a good defensive team is not what I'm looking forward to. I like teams that allow a lot of rushing yards. Lots uh, of points. I don't. I don't think those teams could keep up with UB. But a team that can stop. We saw it in the MAC championship. A team that somehow just committed to a defensive game plan that they didn't have all season. I didn't think they particularly were very good in in, in Ball State. But they just had a great game plan and they did what Kotal Nikki didn't do. Was just we got to you know we got to stop their best. Um, and we're not going to get cute with it. I think Marshall has the ability to do the same thing. You'll I think you have the official opt outs for them. I don't I don't have their. Yeah. Opt-outs. Yeah.
0: So basically three of their main guys, all with obviously NFL potential are opting out because, you know, they're getting ready for the draft. Yeah. Do if you look the names. at? Yes. Uh, starting linebacker Tavante Beckett, who yep. was the conference USA defensive player of the year. I guess Hodge. the 2019 C- CUSA MVP, Brendan Knox, the running back. And also Josh Ball, the tackle, all with a great chance of making it to the NFL, should be getting drafted uh, come April. That's going to that's gonna bode well yeah. for you yeah, e yeah. because it looks like none of their players are opting out.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Brandon Knox is a big, big loss. He's the guy, 887 yards, nine touchdowns. He had a pretty good year of his own in his own right. That's a big loss for them. They're not going to be able to run the ball as well. <clears throat> with Sheldon Evans, a guy I've seen very little of. Um, they throw the ball particularly well, though. I mean, they went 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, nine interception. Grant Wells is going to be, I mean, he's not going to be worse than what they saw in the MAC championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to be careful there with the weakness of their, of their team right now at the DB. He's a freshman. Yeah. Impressive freshman though, for what he's been able to do as a freshman. Um, you know, with those kind of numbers as a freshman, you know, playing okay to, to decent competition guys. I'm not, I, I will see. Like, I mean, I needed better performance out of all the DBs, but you know, missing a couple of those key players is these these lines are razor thin um, with a lot of this stuff. And Beckett is a NFL player I've been watching a little bit of, and Darius Hodges too. Their defensive lineman, seven sacks, um, a guy that's on NFL draft list as a junior, um, <clears throat> probably day two pick right now. I've seen him in the third and fourth round, um, so we'll see. He looks like he's playing according to not opting out, so he's a name to still watch. Obviously, their freshman quarterbacks probably um, going to be probably one of their better players, and they have a mishmash of receivers. Um, that you know, we'll see what they're able to do. Xavier Gaines, Corey Gamage, Artie Henry, Willie Johnson, a couple of guys that do um catches and touchdowns. So, can the deep can the, B, uh, the Bulls, you uh, DB unit put it together, <laughs> guys? That's the question that I started having problems with against the team lowly like BG, and I was like, that's gonna creep its head up against better opponents.
0: Yep, and and obviously it did, but right now, this Marshall offense is really struggling. They had a great start to the season, seven straight wins. Yep but two straight losses and just averaging 1.63 points per quarter over the last two games. Woof. Mike, what do you like in this matchup for the Bulls coming into this one? Well,
2: first off, those numbers are scary for Marshall, but I don't think UB can take anything for granted. Uh, obviously, all year it's been about the running game. i already hit on it. You're going up against a good run defense. It's going to be a tough game. If Marshall can shut down the UB rushing attack, it's going to be tough for the Bulls to have success against anybody. I'm more concerned right now about the UB defense. Can they stop anybody? Because reality, like Kev said, they took care of business against the bottom tier teams for the most part, but they really didn't face many good offenses this year. And when they did, they had no answers for Kent State, and they had no answers for Ball State. So UB's defense really hasn't proven – that they could stop anybody. So that's a bit of a concern. Um, One thing I do want to talk about uh, Marshall. I know the conference USA isn't what it used to be when it had literally all the teams from the American conference in it, but Marshall does recruit at a very high level. This is not a school that recruits two-star players. They get a lot of three-star occasionally some good four-star guys uh, to go to that school they are a good school with a lot of football tradition mm-hmm. in the last 20 plus years. And you look at a school like Marshall up until two, three weeks ago, they were in the the same uh, names as coastal Carolina and Cincinnati, trying to potentially get that new year's six automatic bowl yep. for the G five. And then it just all fell apart. So in a way, this is a great matchup for you to see what they can do against a school that has a lot more name recognition, Uh I don't really care about matchups because they literally found out their opponent uh, just uh, four or five days ago and they're going into a game kind of just not, not having a ton of tape on them from before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's just see what they can do. Uh, this is a great opportunity for UB to really make uh, a name for themselves If they can pull out a win. I think we're going to be saying good things about this Bulls squad going into next season.
0: Yeah. I think that's exactly the way you want to look at this game. If you're on the bulls team is, Yes, you had that big letdown last week in the MAC championship game, but almost everyone's coming back for next year for a run at another MAC championship. You have to, you know, start building that foundation, laying those bricks for next season and, you know, getting everyone ready for that, resetting that mind and knowing you're going to have to go through this grind all over again. And that fact that you don't want to feel that losing feeling again, this team, you know, absolutely choked two straight times uh, in 2018, 2020 in the MAC championship. It's about time, you know, they figure it out. I think Lance is going to be on them. I think they're going to be working hard throughout the off season and the spring. Hopefully they'll actually get um, a real spring practice and all that together. So you can, you know, mix some more of these younger guys in, um, let them get some more reps. Hopefully, you know, you're bringing in a couple guys at cornerback at least, which should help you, um, but you know, when you're looking at this game, you're you're generally, you know, how many guys are you really losing off this roster? You think about it, Coyote to the draft probably, and Malcolm Koontz. But besides that, Jarrett's still probably gonna be up in the air. Who knows? Because he might want to stay with his brother, having not a great performance in the MAC championship game. How much does that hurt him? Everything else, and having that offensive line being the number one every player making the all Mac team for pro football focus as the highest rated players at their position. So I think, you know, you're really looking to build towards next year. So you're coming out trying to win this game as much as you can, right? Kev?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? I mean, it's a Christmas day game and um, it's going to be, does Marshall care? They've already seemed to pack it in after a couple of opt-outs and, and whatnot. Now can you be care? I mean, equally so they need to show that they can bounce back after, I mean, Really playing a much better second half um, in the MAC championship game. I mean, that was just a brutal second quarter. I mean, just an all right downward one of the worst quarters I've seen them play, and and we've seen that underneath the program for a little. That's the if there's a criticism, that's what what I've criticized many years back was those big quarters that they'd allow, and we saw it creep its head up. Uh, everything else was nearly perfect for them this season, but that big quarter did still creep its head in and and, and buried them. Um, can they rebound from that? That's a big question, Ty. And I think that they can. I do think they have enough talent, and I think there's a lot of good players on this team, and they're able to hide the weakness at DB in a in pretty good manner. Um, it is a pretty big weakness, um, and they're able to hide it usually. Um, so we'll see against a offense that looked like it packed it. I don't think the, I don't think their defense is going to pack it in, guys. I think yep, their offense. I think that's
0: going to be a key, Kev, is can you get to the quarterback if you're able to get after Wells a little bit there? I think that'll throw him off. He talks about, yeah, the fact that they really need to get – get going, get into a little bit of a rhythm. He's talking about that. They need a spark going on offense to get them going. They haven't been able to find it over eight quarters. So what makes me think that they're going to, you know, find it right away. You need to come out and really shut them down early so that they're struggling looking for that all game. Don't let them get, you know, a big over the top play on that first drive and really you know build that confidence let them know that they can do this all day against that secondary if they want shut them down early get after the quarterback a little bit let Malcolm Koontz you know put on a display for the NFL scouts and you know some of these young pass rushers as well George Bolo has been great in the middle Um, Tyrese Woods has been coming on very well too since um, you know playing off a little bit of an injury early in the season so I I like I like the bulls in this game. It's going to be close. You have the line here sitting at four and a half. Um, I think the over under was around 47 and a half, 48 and a half, something like that. Kev. Yeah. Um, Sounds right. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? And, and give me a quick prediction. We're going to go quick before we go to the basketball team.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bulls will be able to get it done. It does look like Marshall packed it in a little bit sooner than would have been expected. I think they do have a strength in the run defense, which is UB's strength as well in their run offense. They are only allowing um, 88 yards per game and 2.7 yards per carry. It's ridiculous. It's a really good unit. Um, but you're right, the offense, I don't know if it's going to get done. We'll see what you want in the budges. let see if the UB – dbs up here their head, or if the ub running game gets going and it doesn't matter so it's going to be one or the other i'm leaning toward ub's running game getting it going you're right they're not going to want to put that on tape um, from what they saw for the second quarter last week uh, i got ub in this game i just think that um, if marshall hadn't packed it in i think this would be a really tough game mm-hmm. guys i really think that if you know they had their running back top linebacker a left tackle looked like they cared the last couple of weeks i would say i, I don't know this would be maybe be the first time that i may not pick them but with those things all considered ub is going to win this one uh, i have them 23 to 17 in a pretty pretty decent game
0: wow so you have them kicking a field goal at some point kev
1: i mm, or two i have them missing an extra point <laughs> and hitting one field goal
0: wow yeah that'd be unbelievable what do you got for me mike I'm gonna go with Marshall twenty-seven twenty-four.
2: I know they're missing some players. I know Marshall hasn't been playing well the last couple games, but the Thundering Herd recruit at a much higher level than UB. They have much more talented athletes. I just think if Marshall does care about this game, right, that's it's, key. it's it's a tough game for UB. They're they're a tier above any school that UB has played this year. You're, and the the big question is. Is Marshall going to give a crap about this game or not? Because the truth of it is, this game means a hundred times more to UB than it does to Marshall. Mm-hmm. Marshall has been in the top twenty-five before. They've been in good bowl games.
0: They've coach is like six and one, you know, at Marshall in bowl games. They lo- yeah. lost, yeah, the first one so, just last year.
2: So for Marshall, honestly, this is just kind of a disappointment from where they were earlier oh, yeah. this, this this year to where they are now. So as far as bowl games, whatever that they're opting out because they know this doesn't mean anything, but they, like I said, they still have talent for UB. This means the world. Uh, this is a chance. It was nice to get the first bowl win out of the way last year against Charlotte, but that was a no name program. That was in NCAA division one football for half the less than half the amount of time UB was um, this is a true opponent. This is, right. A, a and they're team. not very good either. Yeah,
1: that, that Charlotte team wasn't very good.
2: Yeah, th- this game means something. It's a team that was ranked earlier in the year, and honestly, for a year where we didn't even think we were going to get UB football, this would really be a great mm-hmm. way to end the season to beat a school like Marshall. And I, I think I think UB can, but it, it's going to all come down to I think motivation level for both schools. Where yep. who where are they at? And that for that reason, I'm going to give Marshall just a slight advantage because I think they have a, a talent advantage over
0: UB. Yeah. Marshall used to beat up on the bulls eight and one all time versus UB. And they won all six of the, their Mac meetings between 1999 and 2004 before they made that jump to see USA. Obviously the bulls in this one are going to need to get that running game going. If they can do it early, break off a couple big runs, um, that's something Marshall hasn't really given up too much this year, but without that senior uh, signal calling linebacker, calling everything out um, as well as, you know, making all those plays himself. I think that's going to be a big, big, big issue on that defensive side. Um, They're going to need some guys to really step up in that linebacker position. I'd like UB to get it going a little bit early there. um, And I'd like them to get to a win. Um, I was bounced between 28 and 35. I think they end up getting a late touchdown for a 35, 24 win for the Bulls. Mark it down. But we got to talk a little bit about this Bulls basket, men's basketball team. Um, obviously, right now, I've gone into a shutdown due to a positive COVID test within a tier one personnel. So it could be player, coach, um, direct support staff. Uh, training staff that type of thing we don't know directly what it was but we saw Syracuse have to postpone a game um, due to some contact tracing and some things related to that so you can kind of speculate um, whichever way you'd like but Kev right now the team seemed like they were really you know figuring things out um, played a good game in Q's blew it late and now they're gonna have to sit for a few weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean it's kind of the theme of their season. They've they've played some good starts to basketball games, and it's encouraging to see uh, against all their games this year. Really, um, they've really played well at times. Um, they've shown that Jonathan Williams is a stud. Um, you know, they need a little bit more from Grave. His numbers are still down. Um, you just can't have that from a first team All MAC player. Um, you need those numbers up. He missed a layup, dunk. At the end of the game on a steal that would have won the game. Need that. You gotta have that in those games. Um, but you know, we saw a lot of energy from Angus Thorpe, their their you know, intermediate head coach while Jim Leitchell's still under contact tracing. I would assume due to the Syracuse program shutting down that it was a tier one personnel from someone who played. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it that was, was probably probably a starter and or someone who played a lot of minutes. Um, you know, in the top six players, you know, right around their team a lot. It has to be, otherwise you wouldn't necessarily, that contact tracing wouldn't shut you down if you're not six feet for 10 minutes. So it's got to be a starter. It's got to be someone that played a lot and or played a lot. <clears throat> um, so we'll see what happens to that. Players out two weeks, but the Akron game just got postponed their next Mac game and I think the fifth, the third or the fifth, Um, That game already been postponed. So we're not going to see UB for a while here. It'll be give everyone time to collect their brass. I think the team played with more energy under Thorpe. Uh, I gave Thorpe a lot of criticism um, early on because he's always been on a middling program a UMKC team. That was awful. I got fired from that job, somehow got a promotion to come be the associate head coach of UB after getting fired, a whole staff getting fired from being really parable uh, on UMKC program. So I was pretty critical of the the hire. I think he brought a lot of energy. looks like the players like playing for him. Um, I thought the team played pretty well underneath him still had that late just collapse that we've seen against army. We've seen it against bowling green. Um, you know, we even saw it to an extent in each of their games, even if they were able to pull it out. Um, so there's disappointing things going on in that program right now. They don't have a lot of future. Um, we do have some breaking news on that front that we'll share with you at some point. Um, but there is a lot of uh, just uncertainty though, with the recruiting class between losing players and a lot of other things. So we need to see what the future holds for UB. Um, That's what I'm caring about as much as anything right now, as we're kind of in this shutdown. So it was a good performance against a pretty average ACC team. Um, And you always want to perform like that needed to close it out. They were up big, even ESPN had it at like a 90% bulls win after their big lead. So you need to close that game out guys. There's, there's no reason it needs to get to OT. Um, And even at the very worst, you had one play to dunk it and you had, you didn't notice who was coming from behind you didn't think that you wouldn't stop pump fake do anything differently knowing that Syracuse is going to try try to to make sure you
0: lay it off the anything
1: literally anything like anything but that like stop jump you know whatever you need to do euro step any anything to know that someone's behind you you don't think that they're chasing you at the end of the game like literally for the game stop had a minute you had a second do what you needed to do and instead you got swatted um, so it was disappointing from a senior leader, Mike, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with the team right now. And we'll see what, with COVID, what's going to happen um, with who, who is out, but generally due to close contact, they're probably all contact traced right now. Um, and I'm assuming it's a prominent player.
2: You know, Kev, uh, you brought up a good point about that finish, uh, uh, not being able to get that, getting that rejection at the hoop uh, in the final seconds of regulation. I actually uh, finished out a Wreck basketball game earlier this year pre COVID by by slowing down a little bit and finishing that uh, at the exactly. so maybe cool. I should have given a fundamentals or something yeah very unathletic by me but I did but I finished but um uh, you guys are actually going to probably be a little surprised by what I'm going to say but I actually think just watching them against Eric and watching some of their games this UB team as any UB team. In the last twenty five years, minus obviously the the C.J. Massenburg yeah. teams with Nick Perkins and Harris, I think this 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 team showed on on Saturday that they, they have the talent to be very very good. There's just two things they're lacking. They they lack the, I, in my opinion, coaching top top level coaching, and they they lack the mental toughness. Uh, to finish teams
0: the killer mindset
2: the, that, that killer instinct because you know what I, I look at them now and honestly uh, Jonathan he's a baller like yep. he is he is playing at an elite level he, he looked like one of the best players on the court had
0: like 15 like points in five minutes yeah and, and he was sitting you know till whenever and then by the time he gets back out there that runs over and it took him a while to get back involved in the offensive side of that. Yeah, I didn't. Exactly. I didn't
2: like that play at all. And with Mbala back, he, he showed he deserves to be out on that big stage too. The it's clear the, the one of the major things that UB is is missing as a team right now. They need a reliable three point threat. Now, hopefully, um, they they can find someone to step up in that like role. Segu- yeah. That, that's one thing they're missing that they had uh, in their NCAA tourney run years. And the, the other thing um, that I think they're missing, like I said, that killer instinct. But the reason why I say mental toughness is I, I know when you're going up against Syracuse, you can't simulate what they're going to throw with you with their athleticism and their size with that zone and their, their press. But you know that's coming when you are up 16 points in the second half. You know it's coming. So many times they got the ball up court and they tried to rush possessions. They tried to score quickly. When you make the the mistake once or twice, I understand. It's okay. You're trying to get some points. You're trying to add to the lead. You're playing well. You're feeling that you're going to try to get the points. But after you have turned the ball over repeatedly, after you have missed multiple bunnies, after you have wasted possessions, just giving the ball back in 10 seconds or less, you need to have somebody on the team gather everyone and say, guys, let's get this straight. Let's figure this out. Let's slow things down. Let's, let's make an adjustment. And there was nothing, like everybody after the game, when, after I tweeted about UB blowing the game, saying how it was unacceptable to lose that game, the fans kept telling me, oh, it's a free throw, the disparity. Yeah, there's a huge disparity, but you know that's going to be the case coming in at the Dome. UB had a chance where they should have won the game and they let it go, not because of free throw disparity, but because they didn't have the mental toughness to execute properly when the game was on the line.
1: I'll throw stat at you, like Six-
2: as simple as that.
1: They had 67 points with 12 minutes left in the second half up 10, excuse me, up 11 with a win probability of uh, 95%. Now at that stage, how many points did you be going to score 13 points in 12 minutes? It's awful. That is Reggie ball. That is what happened in the days of one point per minute. You're talking about an on pace for that. I mean, that's, that's a, that's an on pace for 40 point game. If you're, if you're scoring at that clip, you need to have a killer mentality, they didn't have it. The last 12 minutes, once again, were awful for this team, um, you know, scoring exactly um, right before the Segu three, um, 15 points. It's just not enough. I mean, it's just not enough. It's not enough, um,
0: especially when you're talking all that shit to piss Jim Beheim off.
1: And how well you played to that point when the under 12. I mean, you had played really well to the under 12. And then at the under twelve, and this was in every game, you just fall off. I don't know if you exert so much energy because you have no bench, guys. You got to talk about the bench; that's an or issue. right Are they
0: now. talking too much shit, exerting too much energy?
1: <laughs> Who knows mean, what it is. Who knows what it is? I mean, what? we know with this team, um, they've gotten in some fights over what has been said um, and gotten in some some problems. But Bruton's okay, been decent off the bench, especially in ball has been great off the bench. Obviously, we all know that. But he's their yeah. start. I mean, both of them are starters. Minutes over twenty three minutes each hard net scogman coaching
2: decisions look at yeah look at nickelberry's
1: the giving them decisions. nothing
2: what what is i and like i i respect the players on the team on the team and then obviously they're good guys but why do, when the when the lead starts to trickle down Yep. why do you have brock bertram out there when when Imbala's is dominating even if there is foul because he needs a, a freaking bench, breather because we
1: don't have a freaking bench
2: in, what nickelberry is Awful. It, like you said he He's trying to go court. He's he trying threw, to He this out of go bounds go looking for Sagu.
1: He literally was looking for Sagu on a handoff and just threw it what, to to Thorpe. Like it was one of the UB worst
2: yeah. plays I've ever what seen. What they don't have now is they don't have a guy like Massenberg, right? Who, and granted, he's one of the be- probably the best player in the history of the school. So no duh, It's Not like you're going to easily get a guy like that. But they don't have a guy like him who basically has that belief okay guys they're on a little bit of a run i'm gonna i'm gonna hit a three and i'm crack.
0: gonna stop it yeah
2: i'm gonna hit three and what was so great about those teams a couple years ago was even if massenberg had an off day you knew you could just throw it down low to perkins and he was gonna right, get right. you a, a deuce or you had jeremy harris and you know what the thing is i actually think you top three right now of graves williams and imbala i think you actually have like as much talent in those Close. three guys. They no, just you do. haven't That's talent. proven it's to make the play when they need
1: to. And here's, here's some numbers I'll leave you with last year, 36% from three for graves, 36% the prior year, 33% the prior year for graves, 27%. He's down 10%. He's down 10% in free throw percentage. He's down a percent and a point in field goal, overall field goal percentage. He's turning the ball over 3.2 times per game, which is a, which is a full turnover more than last time. It's just not going to get it done. I'm a huge Graves fan. I'm I'm a big fan of his. I was uh, during the run teams. Um, you know, I think I thought he had it. He is a secondary player. That's what it is. He's a good player. I like him a lot as a person. He's a great individual. Rebounds the ball particularly well for a guard, but he does not doesn't have that killer mentality. He shot nine for nineteen, which is fine. It's just not a killer mentality though. Shooting nine for nineteen in a game like that. I'll leave you with one more stat. 20 minutes played, 1 for 4, 0 for 1 from 3, three turnovers, um, and a personal file. That's David Nickelberry's twenty minutes. Can't have that. It's an absolute waste of minutes. Twenty minutes out of that guy playing terrible basketball. He's been a horrible player. He's averaging six point two points per game because he has a lot of minutes. Um, but he's been an awful. He's shooting the ball awfully. He's turning the ball over three per. Uh, excuse me, two turnovers and three fouls a game. Playing twenty minutes. It's awful. Got to have more from the bench. And it starts right there with Nickelberry. Yep. Uh, at this point, I'm gonna dub him in hard net, missed recruits.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Nickelberry plays a lot like a bunch of my friends down at the park, but I digress. We'll move on from that, which means we're going to be ending this episode. Hopefully it was nice and quick for everyone to get your updates on the football team before we play a huge, huge Camellia Bull game where the Bulls can get their second ever bowl championship. I, It's always so weird. Bulls, bowl, bull, uh, the yep. pair, like the, the connections between the words. It just seems like they should have so so many more of them. Let's get that second one taken care of. Hopefully, Jarrett Patterson has a big show against Marshall. That game will be starting at 2.30, I believe. Should be on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. ESPN 2? So. Yeah. It was on ESPN 2 because of the basketball games. I think it might be on ESPN 2. Um, so make sure you, uh, you stay tuned to that and be paying attention to at BulletPoint716 on Twitter for all your updates and everything else filling all the gaps when we're not recording podcasts. For myself, Ty B., Kevin Masari, and Mike Bunt, let's go Bulls.